Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rhodes? Well, we're going, we don't need Rhodes. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. No, I am your father. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. I'm Phil Edwards. And welcome to our third and final bonus episode for now and in this little sort of mini stretch of bonus episodes we've had that uh, with the uh, the holidays, the end of the year, the new year and everything, things get a little crazy. So we've had a few bonus episodes. This will be our last one for the, for the time being until uh, till next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have lots of exciting stuff coming up in this episode. Phil, why don't you tell people what we are going to be doing for the next 20 minutes or so? Well, as it's the new year, you know, and it's Christmas just being, it's a happy time. So we're doing a John Carpenter Quizmaster Deathmatch special. Yeah, what better time of yeah. year? You know, not at Halloween when this would have made sense, but yeah. rather at, you know, the, in the new year. But speaking of Halloween, I will be asking Mike questions about Halloween. And he will be asking me questions about my all-time favorite film, The Thing. So pressure's on. Pressure's on for me. Pressure is on. Yeah. And pressure's on for Mike because I'm currently ahead five to three. So there's lots of pressure. Yeah. If I lose again, it's going to be pretty embarrassing. So it'll be if I lose again, it'll be six straight d- defeats in a row because I had oh. the early lead at three zero, yeah. and then you've been on a five zero winning streak. Six so. in a row. You don't want that, do you? No, no, definitely don't. So, uh, and then after that, we are going to be talking to the cast of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series, the current hit series. Uh, we're going to speak with voice actors Rob Paulson, Greg Sipes, and Kevin Michael Richardson, as well as the show's executive producer, Ciro Nielli. Yeah, I'm looking forward to listening to that. It should be good. Yes, as, as some of you may know, I am a gigantically huge Ninja Turtles fan, so this is really exciting for me. Uh, we got some really great interviews, so uh, lots of stuff, but let's jump into the the what will hopefully not be a soul-crushing defeat, uh, and uh, let's get into the trivia. So, Phil, I'm going to start things off okay. and ask you a question about the thing. As always, our questions – we have six questions divided into uh, groups. They are two questions for one point each, two questions for three points each, and two questions for five points each. The scoring – the questions get harder as they go. Yes, so it's uh, – you never can tell how it's going to end up. Exactly. So for one point, Phil – what other beloved sci-fi classic opened in theaters the same day as The Thing and similarly underperformed at the box office? Underperformed? Okay. I was going to say E.T., but I thought that did well. Uh, was E.T. the year before? No, I believe E.T. was the same year. Um, in fact, that's actually a part of the reason why they think that The Thing did so poorly at the box office was it came out right before E.T. and everybody was flocking – or maybe right after E.T. and everyone was flocking to see the happy alien. So it's not E.T.? It is not E.T. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Tron. don't know. No, good guess, though. Uh, yeah. No, it was it was Blade Runner. Oh, gosh. Yes. Which is funny because that's the second time I've gotten you on a trivia question that the answer was Blade Runner 2 that you've gotten wrong. Oh, another reason <laughs> to dislike it. Yeah, right. Another reason oh, why you don't like Blade damn Runner. Damn you, Ridley Scott. Damn you. <laughs> oh, gosh, I hope I interview yeah. Ridley Scott one day. Oh, he's going to love it. Yeah. He's going to love it. <laughs> okay. Here's your first question. What town does Halloween take place? That would be Haddonfield. Correct. Thank you. Nice. All right. Feeling good right now. I'm feeling good. So you should. Let's just stop it now so I can win. 1-0. <laughs> End the game. Not on Blade Runner. Not with Blade <laughs> Runner. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. Okay. 
All right. This is a long question, so bear with me. Okay. Which popular song heard in the movie was in the original theatrical version, then removed for the home video releases in the early years due to rights issues, and then restored in recent years when Universal renegotiated the rights to it? What song? Uh, oh, uh, the Superstition? You got it. Superstition by Stevie Wonder. Nice job. I knew you'd know that one. Okay. I've got a point. All right. Okay. Which actor's face was used for the mask that Michael Myers wore? That would be William Shatner. Correct. Yes. Yes. One of my favorite bits of trivia about that movie. One I think a lot of people know by now, but yeah, it was a, it was a William Shatner mask originally and they, it was a mold of his face and they turned it into Michael Myers. So Michael Myers is Captain Kirk in a way. My God. (laughs) Something. (laughs) Okay. The, The bad impressions continue. Yeah. Never going to stop. All right. Okay, so moving on. Hold on, hold on. Here's my impression of Michael Myers. Whoa, Phil, that is uncanny. Yeah, do you like that? It was like he was standing right behind me. Mm, I am. (laughs) All right. So here's your first three-point question. According to John Carpenter, who was the only cast member not grossed out by the filming of the autopsy scene in which they used real animal organs? I know this. Is it Wilfred Brimley? Because he... He'd done something. He was a butcher or something in the past. He'd done. Yeah, he was. Uh, yes, he was. I think he was a ranch hand. Oh, okay. And he was also a hunter. Uh, so for him, uh, you know, obviously cleaning animals and stuff like that, not a problem. So yes, very good. Three points. Well, you yeah. got it. We'll I like the fact most of the rest of the cast were grossed out by the special effects. Yeah, apparently he was the only one because they used, again, real animal organs. Yeah. So, cool. you know, nobody really cared for that that much, apparently. No. Okay. Okay. Here's yours first three pointer. Okay. Who was the voice of Annie's boyfriend, Paul? I know this one. I'll say John Carpenter. And you'd be correct. Oh, look at that. Uh, didn't seem right in my head for some reason, but I guess it was. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, that's how you should. All right, well, I have a similar three-point question for you then. Okay. Who was the voice of Annie's boyfriend, Paul? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> which actress played the voice of MacReady's computer? That would be Adrienne Barbo. Correct. All right, this is a close one. This is this is a barnstormer. Okay, here's your second three-pointer. Mm-hmm. What is another name for Michael Myers? The Boogeyman. That is correct, but you could have also had right. the shape. Or oh, right. I would have even allowed you have to say the big tall psycho with a big white mask. <laughs> <laughs> Scary man with a knife. Does yeah, that work? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knifey man in the overalls. Right, right. That makes sense because I, I do believe somebody in the film calls him the boogeyman. I think he's called that. Uh, was it Tommy? I think that I calls think it him was, the yeah, boogeyman. Yeah. Uh, but then in the sort of in the like uh, the the film world, he's just referred to in the script and stuff as the shape. Correct. But so. uh, I think I think Donald Pleasance calls him like uh, just pure evil as well. Yeah, it calls him a force of pure evil. Yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent. Okay. Well, moving on then to our five point questions. Yes. There are two arcade games in the rec room. Name one of them. Oh, that's a really good question. I don't know. I want to say Space Invaders. Uh, it's a good guess, but it's not. It is Asteroids and the Heat Wave Pinball Machine. Oh, yeah. Asteroids should have got that. Well, oh. you know, there's a lot of games to choose from. A very good question. Thank you. Yeah. What did Annie forget and have to go back to the house for? Her keys. Correct. Yes. Nice one. Ooh, that was a good question, though, because I wasn't 100% sure, but I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, so... Nice one. Last questions now. All right. Last question. Yep. Here's your last five pointer. Oh, boy. This is a hard one. (laughs) I apologize. Which technical aspect of the film was touted in the earliest home video releases of it as it was considered groundbreaking at the time? So which technical aspect of the film was considered groundbreaking? 
Right, but but it's specific to home video release. There's there's the clue. It's not so much a technical aspect of the film itself as it is what they did for it for home video, Oof. if that makes sense. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I don't know the answer, but let's have a think. Something to do with the pitch quality or the sound or... No, I don't know. Did they... Take a guess. Did they have... Uh... You're on the right track. Did, was it the first stereo sound? You know what? I'm going to give it to you. Actually, it was it, it was the it was it wasn't the first, but it was it was one of the first films to have surround sound on ah, okay. home video. Uh, technically, it was matrixed surround sound, but apparently, in the early home video releases, this was a big selling point that they advertised quite a bit um, because it was a big deal at the time. So, oh, okay. So stereo sound, surround sound, close enough. I'm going to give you the five points. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. No problem. At this stage, I don't think it makes much difference to the score. <laughs> but uh, here is your final question for five points. Okay. All right. Who did Laurie have on a poster on her wall? You know, and you know what I was just thinking too, is if I get this question right, it'll be the first time and either one of us has swept the entire thing. Yeah. Because we've never gotten all six oh, questions no, that's, right that's before. Right, yeah. But I don't think I'm going to get it right. Uh, let's see. So this was, so my guess is going to be John Travolta. No, and it's, it's I, I would have guessed something like that. No, it's, uh, it's not somebody who you would really guess. It's a painter okay. by the name of James Ensor. Oh, okay. You know, I've heard of that. I've heard of that guy. I never would have yeah. remembered that, but good uh, question. All right. But apparently, he was—he's uh, there because he was a Belgian expressionist painter who used to portray human figures wearing grotesque masks. Oh, that's, the that's interesting. Why. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a neat little trivia thing I, I didn't know about. Yeah. That you know, kind of a neat the way it ties in. But uh, no, I like that one. All right. There you Excellent. go. Let's quickly tot up these scores. Oh, okay. that's the end of the show. Oh, we've got to go. Time yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's hear it. Oh, well, go ahead. Tell me. How did I do? You got 13. Oh, man, Phil. You yeah. got 12. I know, I know. I could see you that. got 12. So it was super close. I know. Let's see. So it's not too bad because it didn't no, get No, listen. Hey, listen. You didn't get slaughtered like I have been the last few weeks. And you're still up five to four. Yeah, five to four. So, you know, well, you got four of six questions right. Yeah, but uh, good questions, though. I enjoyed that. That's, that's pretty good, yeah. yeah. Likewise, likewise. Asteroids. Oh, man, I tell you what, though. Asteroids. It should have been it, asteroids. It feels good to get a win back in there. I feel a little bit vindicated to stop that losing streak at five, not let it go to six. Yeah. It's, uh, Whew, that was dicey. It's, yeah, it's getting close again, but no, it was a good one. I enjoyed that. Excellent. All right. Well, there you go. Some trivia for you about uh, two of John Carpenter's finest films, if not his two finest films, The Thing and Halloween. And now we shall move on to something about as far away from John Carpenter as you get, and that is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yay. Imagine John Carpenter doing it, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja film. That would have been good. Yeah. I, you know, as much as I love John Carpenter, I don't know that I think that would have been a great fit. Oh, I would have liked to have seen it. Yeah, maybe it would be interesting. Or spin-off following, you know, some other mutated creatures. Right. I, I think it would probably be the parts where Leonardo, like, cut off all his enemies' heads with a sword that probably I would have enjoyed the most. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so like I said earlier in the episode, I had the chance recently to interview some of the cast and crew of the current hit Ninja Turtles TV show that is on Nickelodeon that I'm a huge, huge fan of. I think it's the best Ninja Turtles uh, iteration since the original comics and, and the first movie back in the 90s. So um, I really do enjoy it greatly. And first up, we have uh, voice actor Rob Paulson, who plays Donatello. He also played Raphael in the original 90s cartoon of the Ninja Turtles. Um, and he also played Pinky in Pinky in the Brain. And he's played about a billion other <laughs> characters that you know. Trust me, you've heard Rob Paulson's voice more than you have any idea. He is one of the legends in the voiceover industry. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? When you look into these voice actors, just when you see how many characters they've actually done, how many you know. It's, it's just incredible. 
and some of them don't sometimes you can recognize their voice actor but off, more often than not it's just you haven't got a clue exactly so he is joined by Kevin Michael Richardson who currently plays the Shredder uh, he also plays Groot in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy yeah he was uh, John Jones in Young Justice and Kilowog in the Green Lantern animated series and he's been oh he's been many many other voices in many of the shows and video games and things like that. Yeah, exactly. He's he's another voice acting legend. So uh, here are the two of them discussing their roles on the show and what it's like bringing these voices to life. How much fun is it to play these characters on the uh, channels? Man. Oh. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, especially with these guys in the oh, cast. Man. Like it's a goof. It's uh it's like we're sitting around like now. Basically, uh, if, if you guys could come to a recording session and see what we do and the fun that we have, it's uh, you'd get a kick out of it too. It's infectious, actually. That's right? you know we often say that you know? too. We're, we're um, in the, and I've had the pleasure of working with Kevin probably I don't know three hundred times over the years now. <sighs> and um, how often do we have to stop just to get our shit together? <laughs> and, because you're working with people who are not only really gifted, I right. mean really gifted, sure. but they're utterly devoid of pretense so they want to play they don't take offense at other people trying to one-up them you right. know but it, it's it, it's and it we say all the time this is the show right and yeah. it, obviously we we know that what the show is but man i'm telling you i i really wish that all of you guys and your fans too your listeners could really once just come to a recording session with kevin and Tress McNeil and Billy West oh and John DiMaggio God. Frank and Welker, Frank yeah. Welker and oh, yeah, yeah, Mae yeah. Whitman. It would blow yeah. your mind. And um, and then all these people who would give you a show that would really rival pretty much anything you'd pay for will stand there and talk to you forever and right. sign whatever you want mm -hmm. and take selfies and they just say, oh, really, you have a baby? No kidding. Right. Well, I have a child, too. I mean, they're the nicest people. And I think that's also what draws me to this gig because you, you really do get paid to work with people whom you choose to have to your house, right? right? It's the coolest gig, yeah. So you guys record together then? Preferably. No, yeah, it's, preferably it's and mostly. Well, when we all have, fortunately, busy schedules, right. and um, a lot of the actors do live-action stuff, so sometimes they're off doing movies or TV stuff. It is always preferable for me right. to be with Kevin and the other actors because yeah. it makes everybody better. Sure. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Um, and virtually all the shows that I've worked on that have been successful have been like that. Pinky the Brain, Animaniacs, the original Turtles, The Tick, um, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> right. The Mask. The Mask. Yeah. That's the where mask. I met Kev. That's where we met. Um, you know, uh, um, Fairly Odd Parents. Virtually always all those shows are the actors are all together. And that energy ends up on the screen. Are there any characters you guys haven't played at this point? <laughs> you know what? I've never been on The Simpsons. I would love wow. to. But I don't think I ever will be. And not because... I, I would say never say never. Well, I would say never. That, that's true. But even... And, and like Woody Allen generally has a group of actors whom he uses throughout his life. You know, right. Whether it was Tony Roberts years ago and, and Diane Keaton, now yep. it's his... Okay. And the Simpsons have, if it ain't broke, right? right. Why mess with right. it? And our good friend Mark Hamill, and, um, you know, uh, my kid knows that Mark was Luke Skywalker, but the truth is that millions of people know that he's the Joker. Yes. You know, and that, and yes. Kevin was the Joker, too, as a matter of fact, yes. in an iteration of Batman. That was a heavyweight. Yeah. Right. But, that um, was a heavyweight. The only way that Mark got on The Simpsons was by playing Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. And so is I he playing me? Is yeah. Kevin doing the Joker? I, I can't believe it. Really? Isn't that great? No. <laughs> so I, I would love to be on The Simpsons. Um, but you know what? Hey, man, if I were to die tomorrow, I'd have had a hell That's, of a run. I, I must say, it, it's amazing. And I, that's why I say never say never. Because yeah. I... Currently 
on The Simpsons. Yeah, now. he's on it. And and uh, the two dream jobs is for me were to do a Disney animated feature, right? And uh, to work on The Simpsons. And, and that, you were on Lilo uh, and Stitch. Yes, Lilo and Stitch. I was Captain Gantu, yeah, and, 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 and The Simpsons have had me aboard for a little bit of now, and. And that's something I never ever thought I'd see. Just like I never thought I would ever work with Rob Paulson, um, because I Let remember me tell you back something. in the eighties. four bucks will get no, you a no, 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 Because no, back in the eighties, I remember going to the, uh, the local bodega in the corner in the Upper West Side. Uh, this is my hometown, by the way, so it's great to be back in my first New York Comic Con. So I'm very excited about that. But I remember playing the video game, you know, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game in the back of the store, and I'm just sitting there giggling, laughing, just listening to you play. Do these fighting noises and, and to actually come out here and to work with a man. You could ask That's him me. when I first when I yeah 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 when I first met him, I was like I was like a little kid. I was like a little kid, and I couldn't believe it. So. We are insanely fortunate people, and for yeah. many reasons, not the least of which is you guys talking to us. So thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. Now, next up, we have Greg Sipes, who plays Michelangelo on the show and also is best known for playing Beast Boy on Teen Titans Go. Uh, and he is quite the character, no doubt about it. <laughs> and he is joined by Ciro Neely, who is the executive producer and one of the co-creators of the show in terms of, you know, creating this version of it. Obviously, Eastman and Laird are the creators of the Ninja Turtles, but um, he sort of kind of ushered this version into existence. So here's the two of them talking about the show uh, and, and bringing it to life. Sarah, I'm gonna start with you. Um, so I'm 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 the old guy of the group here. I've been a fan of the comics since like the black and white days. I've been a Ninja Turtles fan for you know years and years and years. And this is the first show I think in many iterations to get it right. So how did you do that? <laughs> What's the secret? Uh, well, I, I, you know, in retrospect, I look on the '80s cartoon series with a little bit of love. Yeah, absolutely. But, but at the time, I was like you. I, I, I was born of a, a, into Turtles fandom through the Mirage book. Mm -hmm. So as an old fan, as a kid, in that moment when the Turtles cartoon came out, I felt a little let down because it was never really what that book was, what I wanted it to be. Right. And then the iterations that soon follow, people would say, oh, we're finally bringing it back to basics. It's going to be like the Mirage book. And it was never really quite there. And for other reasons. So I think I've had the luxury of, if not anything else having other people try so many other things that I, I was able to kind of come along and go and, and, and tell Nickelodeon this is what I want to do and I can show them, you know. Um, I think it also works in the sense that, you know, with Nickelodeon I had a little bit of a commitment, a little bit of a support group where they said, not only we're going to make this many, but we're going to give you this kind of a budget. But I think the CG thing was biggest. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was never talk of CG in the very beginning. It was just pitch turtles. And when they said, hey, we might want to do this in CG, what do you think? I think they thought that maybe I would have reacted negatively being more of an animation purist. Right. Uh, I was actually really excited about it because I, I really wanted the, the nuance of those character interpersonal struggles kind of to come across. And, and 2D, it's really hard to do that on a TV schedule, for sure. sure. You know, if you're, it's like, for Megan Pinocchio, yeah, it can do really beautiful stuff. But, like, you know... Um, for a TV grind, like uh, CG is just amazing and making stuff come off almost like like live action. Right. You know the acting. Right. So it was really good. I think it captures that old comic that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And Greg, um, you know, just based on what I've seen, it seems like maybe there's a touch of Michelangelo in you, and vice versa. <laughs> well, my name is Greg Mike Mikey Sipes. Okay, Michael I got Sipes. you. Okay. So. Um, but the turtles had so much to do with my, my childhood and definitely inspired me um, 
t- to getting into martial arts. I became a black belt because of the turtles and skateboarding and surfing and meditation. The first time I ever meditated was during an episode where Splinter was teaching the turtles to meditate. And I remember sitting in my, in my living room at eight years old, closing my eyes and trying it. Right. Now I meditate more so than anything else I do in my whole life. Awesome. So yeah, Mikey's a big part of who I am. When, when Ciro and Nickelodeon said, yo, you got the role, basically Ciro, before I even got the role, he's like, just, just be you, bring you to it. And um, I didn't, I didn't go back and watch the original series because I, I feel like it already kind of, I, I already became, you know, I was already inspired by it my whole life. Right. But I, I didn't actually watch the original show um, until as of, like recently, like a couple months ago for the first time in like 20 years. Right. Um, so it's just, it's, it's all been very natural and organic for us all. Right. Even the rest of the cast, um, they were all chosen because of who they were. They, he didn't want to have them kind of put on something right yeah you know those characters are going through enough as it is you don't want them to go like oh I gotta remember that voice sound I make right you know like Sean it was great Sean I think at the time when we cast Sean it was kind of like well he doesn't have this tough gruff you know like New York accent he's not like all macho and stuff and it was like no that's gonna come across in the action we need a certain amount of sensitivity to come through in the tone of his voice and that texture and and Seth really does that, you know. Like, right. I mean, Sean really, really has that. So, the guys are. I, I just wanted guys to be themselves. And when we started doing Turtles, when I, in the beginning, when it was just me drawing these guys alone in a room, I was hanging out with Sipes like every day, and it was just kind of like, it was a given. Like Sipes is Michelangelo. There was no question in my mind. In fact, like it was very inspirational for me to to know that that he was there because it helped me understand it. And when I told the network, I go, oh, yeah, Sipes is going to be Michelangelo. They went, well, we'll see about that. Because they didn't know him yet. Right. And I go, eh. <laughs> just, just, whatever. And then, like, and then they all went, oh, he is Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty good. Yeah, it helped a lot. And I think he set the tone. Yeah, that's good stuff. It's always like hearing the voice actors being interviewed. You know, hearing the proper voice. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting when you just get to hear them in their regular voices. Because what I like about it is, like, like with Rob Paulson when he talks. You know, Greg Sipes pretty much plays Greg Sipes. I know there's not a lot, a yeah, lot there. Yeah. Like Rob Paulson does so many different voices, but when you listen to his regular voice, you can kind of hear like tones of each of these different characters. You know? Yeah, you hear little bits, don't you? But he doesn't sound like any one of them per se. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. I do, I do love uh, the voice voice actors it's just a, it's a fascinating process yeah it really is it's a great it's a great skill and these guys are, are some of the best out there for sure yeah. so it was a real pleasure for me to talk to them i'm a big fan of the show and i'm a big fan of the ninja turtles so this was kind of a, a dream come true for me if you will yeah great stuff and uh, it's worth checking out the cartoon if you haven't seen it yeah it's really fantastic all right well that's going to wrap things up for this bonus episode next week we are back to our regular after the endings and we have got a heck of an episode in store for you phil why don't you tell people what they can look for when we finally come back for a regular episode yes we will be going after the endings of two films as usual the first will be ghostbusters 2 and also a little film called to kill a mockingbird yeah, those should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to diving into those films. Yes. And also, we're going to have our year-end review. It's going to be our top 10 films of 2016. So 100 Years of Hollywood Returns, and it's going to be this year. So we're going to discuss all the films that have been in theaters this year that we haven't really talked about on the show yet because they're brand new. And yeah. obviously, we're not doing after the endings for them yet. But we're going to share our top 10. So it'll be a list that I'm sure people will have a lot of strong opinions about. But it yeah, should be fun. Being some really good films out this year as well. Yeah. Surprising 
surprising how many when you actually look back. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we fall on this in terms of what we agree on and disagree on. So yeah, I think uh, yeah. I think up to the recording, I think my top three are probably going to be flip flopping around a bit. Oh, I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure it's going to. And there's still a few films to come out as we're recording this, so it should yes. be uh, yes. should be quite interesting. So please join us for that next week. Uh, until then, I am Mike Spring, and I'm Phil Edwards, and we'll see you next time after the ending. Well, thank you for joining us here on After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. I'm Phil Edwards. And I was about to say, and we'll see you next week. Because yeah. <laughs> it had kind of like that ending feel, you know? <laughs> that was a good episode. Right. A little, little short. Scores didn't change. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get started then. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Have a drink of water. I thought you were going to hum a waltz. Like that was your way of mustering the energy. You're like, mm-hmm. that's what I always do. Yeah, I is that how just, you get psyched? Not, yeah, before, you don't put like a rock and roll song on. You just do like a little waltz. Yeah, before going out late at night, yeah, I always put the waltz on. You know, before to get pumped up to go to the club. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then when you try and dance with women at the clubs, and they won't dance because you're trying to do like a four step waltz. I know, like, and what? they're playing all I don't this, understand you know, it. Nine inch nails and stuff, and I'm going what? <laughs> Please say that line. Which one? Cleveland Junior. <laughs> Daddy, will you wipe me? <laughs> I'm having little problems with the dingleberries. I think, I think I can get one of them, but I can't get them all. This was on Lunatics when we I did the show man. Lunatics back man. in the day. It was a show called Lunatics. And it Lunatics was Jason, Unleashed. Jason yeah. Marsden, uh, uh, you, yeah. uh, Charlie Schlatter. Charlie and we were sitting around just goofing around, and, and <laughs> we were just like, you put your marble sack. You put your marble sack. You put your ball sack into my mouth, yeah, and then the bang, bang, bang. <laughs> so, right. so.